and welcome to Blaze Pod. It is Friday, the nineteenth of January. My name is Ben, and on the line, as always, it's Andrew. How are you keeping, Paul? I'm all right, Paul. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. Yeah, this is a, a late uh, in the week podcast than normal. Um, I just have to ask you what day it was because it's been a, a confusing week. But I've been under the weather, um, so I had to delay it a bit. But uh, I think I think I'm okay now. You don't see me getting ill. You definitely don't see you getting ill. I feel like I've been ill like the whole of 2024 so far. But um, yeah, this one this one really obliterated me for a few days. But anyway, I seem to be in a better place now. And uh, yeah, that means I'm in a. I'm, I'm hopefully we'll be fine to go to the game on uh, on Sunday because we finally play a game of football again at Bramall Lane. I know. Um, I, I, did you, honestly, after the uh, Burnley five 0 I think I said on here. I don't really want to go anymore, but I can't wait now. For more, to be fair, probably more to do with the pre and post match, if anything. But yeah, um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I think this is right. I'm sure I saw someone say the other day this will be our third home game in 52 days, which actually sounds like a higher number of home games in 52 mm. days than um, than it feels like. It but does, um, yeah. yeah, our first home games is Boxing Day. I I've not seen you in person. I realise since. Um, we watched the Aston Villa game, which I think was the 22nd of December or thereabouts. Oh, wow, yeah, because obviously I didn't see it, Luton, did I? No, um, nah, yeah, yeah, so it's, yeah, we could have changed. I mean, I've heard you've got mad air, you were telling me. So. <laughs> I've had it cut today, so it's, it's, less, <laughs> it's less mad. Um, yeah, the Premier League's just rubbish, isn't it? What's with, why is there no home games? It's absolutely terrible. I mean, like I say, it's bad for us, obviously, but imagine if you're like an all right team as well, you know, like someone who's got not, not that much to play for. You might have got hopes of Europe or something. I'm thinking, I don't know, Palace, another mid-table team. But, you know, it must be horrible. You never play. Yeah. Maybe they just got used to it now. But for us, obviously, after being in the championship for well, most of our lifetimes, it just seems it really does feel like you never play. Yeah, I mean, because I was... Um... Just a bit dull. I'll move on from this in a second. But I was thinking, <laughs> our recent home game, so Boxing Day was Luton, and then I was like, what was the home game before that? And it was it was the um, the Brentford win, which already feels like a lifetime ago, but that was the, the home game. Oh, no, Liverpool. Oh, no, Liverpool before. Sorry, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It feels, it sort of feels like uh, we've we've gone back to, like, doom and gloom with United in terms of, like, hopeless situation, but... It is only like two home games since we actually, you know, won a game of football. So, yeah, I find it incredible that we've played one game since that Luton game in the league, obviously. And it was a away Man City, and that was a away Man City, which doesn't really count if you know what I mean. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. It just feels like I don't know. It just, oh, I don't know. I mean. Luckily, we're not going to be in this league much longer. So. <laughs> I'm going to say, if you're one of the championship clubs, you've probably played like six games, six league yeah. games in that time. Um, yeah. So we have got a game on Sunday. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, West Ham are coming to town. These are some players that are definitely missing for West Ham. There's uh, Kudus and uh, Agard, who are at the AFCON. There's Ben Rama, who got sent off against Bristol City. And yes, that suspension counts for the Premier League as well, so he can't play. And then probably also missing, Mikel Antonio. He's been out with a knee injury since November. He, he is on his way back, apparently, but uh, don't expect to see him in the starting lineup for this one. Jared Bowen got injured in that first FA Cup game in Bristol City, and he's supposed to be out for a few weeks, so he's you know on the cusp of a return, but definitely not fully fit. And uh, Lucas Paqueta, as well, is supposed to be out until February. That's a lot of talent that's going to be missing from their team this weekend, so... 
Is this a chance for another win? I've got us down for a draw, actually, which is unusual for me because I've normally got us down for a nice, solid loss. But, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I've got the view from today of what I've put out and they're not confident at all. They think that... Well, what they're saying is they can't score at all. So they're hoping for, like, maybe nick a 1-0 or a 0-0. They certainly don't think... I would expect... I mean, I think they go... I think they are sixth, aren't they, mm. uh, in the league? So I was expecting a lot more confidence, but I saw, saw a bit of them against Bristol City and they were, they were awful in that. Um the miles better than us. Even the reserves are better than us. But I think it's one of those games where we've said it all season. These are the games that we lose. But you know, if we've got any chance whatsoever of making a fight of it, I think you've got to get something from this game just because of the state West Ham are in. Yeah, uh, not even thinking of it in terms of uh, we've got to get something. But I think it, I think it's a game we can get something. I mean, mm. Yeah, <clears throat> hopeful, I guess, rather than optimistic going into this one. Um, yeah, we'll obviously see uh, Brereton Diaz making his. Home debut, I suppose. Um, mm. Yeah, unfortunately, no other players as well. Uh, no other new players, I should say, as we'll touch on in the latter part of this podcast. But um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. It's, it's such a strange experience following United at the minute, just in terms of, you know, we had that cup game, which already feels ages ago. And then the Man City game, as you said, is like just meaningless. And you just, and then you're going back to that Luton game. And I don't know, it's just, it, it feels like we're in total limbo at the minute. So, to actually get a, have a game of football again um, and be like, maybe we can play like we did against Brentford and or, you know, that we did it for like 20 minutes in that Luton game and uh, we'll actually be able to put in a good performance and, and get a decent result. There's there's hope, I suppose. Yeah, it's one of those... Get, I, I'll be going into it thinking we're probably going to lose, but at the same time, it's not one of those where I'm thinking... What's the point of this? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Why, am I, why am I going to this? I think because of West Ham's uh, injuries, they've got a couple of players that said it, Afcon and stuff like that. Uh, suspended, obviously, uh, Ben Rama as well. I think, there, yeah, I think if you, there's no better time to play him anyway, as cliched as that sounds. It's true. Yeah, I suppose so. We've got, I'll look this up, we've got a quite a decent historical record at home against West Ham for whatever that's worth. We've only lost two home games against them in the last 30 years, and one of them was the. The COVID season, which fake, yeah. I mean, this season is making it harder to write that one off as fake, isn't it? Because we're living yeah. through as being yeah, terrible in this one. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like I've seen us lose at home to West Ham in person ever. I don't think we we lost once in the Championship um, in like two thousand four, but yeah, they, you know, I'm, I'm sure there'll be plenty of Tevez gags as there, there usually is from those what? hilarious East Londoners. Yeah, well, it's not twenty. It's not quite twenty years ago. It's what eight, seventeen years ago. Well, I can remember two thousand and seven. Anyway. Yeah, two thousand six, seven. I think it was. So yeah, it, it, was, it was a long time ago. Um, um, to be fair, it's getting better because I got to page four of their match day Fred before they start mentioning Tevez. It's normally like in the first couple when yeah. we play them. So we're getting better and better. Like this, I don't know if we play them again, but we'll not be playing them next season. But yeah. if we get them in the cup next season, it might get to page six, and then you know, eventually <laughs> we'll stop talking about it. Yeah, could be a competitive game. I think, like, I, I, yeah, I just think with that massive gaps between home games, um, yeah, I, I imagine the crowd will be pretty up for it. Um, you know, there is some still a little bit of historical rivalry, I guess. Yeah. With, I mean, with West you, you make it up purposely, yeah. don't you? If you know what I mean, it's like when we, the next time we play Norwich, we'll probably start singing "Take We've obviously not got a rivalry with them, but it just adds to the to the atmosphere. Um, but one thing that does worry me, I suppose, is Ward Prowse, just simply because how poor we are on. No, defending corners and free kicks. So, I forgot he played always, for them. 
Yeah, and he's obviously that. He's almost like um, I don't know. I, I don't know much about rugby, but is he a kicker at rugby that he, he just does that? Yeah, in <laughs> corners. Uh, so I am a little bit concerned that you know that's going to be really difficult because we can't defend against any corners seemingly. So let alone probably the best set piece taker in the league. Yeah, that's that's not ideal, is it? When you put it like that. Yeah, uh, I'm just trying to find just, if there's any set play um, set play data here because I imagine he's like way ahead of basically everyone. I'm really tempted to put a bet on War Prowse assist, Suchek, Suchek, is it? Suchek, yeah. Suchek scoring, Moneda. That's that's, that's my bet of the day. (laughs) Yeah, that seems likely. He's he's a good player, Suchek. He scored against us in the away game, didn't he, actually? Um, We could have had him. We could have had him, apparently. We we could have had him, really? Have you not heard this? The Prince on... Wow, I can't remember. I think it was Sheffield United away first interview he did on there, mm. where um, he said, you know, he, he offered Wilder some players and one of them were Suchek. And obviously, I don't think it'd be as simple as that, to be completely <laughs> honest, because I think as soon as West Ham came in for him, they'd have said, see you later, Sheffield United. <laughs> yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's a game we've got a chance of competing in. So uh, yeah. yeah, come on, Blaze. Looking forward to that. Um, and obviously the last... Proper time we played him at home was the hilarious Declan Rice VAR game, which yes. I, I think to this day is still the most I've ever laughed during a game of football. Um, <clears throat> I can't remember why, but I went back and watched the Shoreham View video of this like not that long oh, ago. Brilliant. And, um, and that, I remember that. Fantastic, that video. It's well worth it just to see that exact moment of when the goal was disallowed because yeah. the crowd reaction, it is, I mean, you know, it, it sort of is like we have scored a last minute winner, but. It is exactly like we scored a last-minute winner. People are going bananas, like going absolutely crazy, and with just like a massive grin on everyone's face. And even even leaving the ground, I remember just everybody laughing and smiling. It was I couldn't so sleep funny. that night because I was that sort of. I don't know. It was like I I had work the day after, like in the morning, and I couldn't. I didn't sleep because I was just not like in a happy way. I remember like going to bed like with a smile, literally smiling, and like a smug smile. Mm. <laughs> But I like thinking that is unbelievable. That don't happen to us things like that because obviously that was the first big VAR decision that got in our favour all season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that was that was sort of the was that the last great hurrah of that um, Sheffield United team. Um, I think by that point, I, I could we could debate this for ages to be fair. But I think by that point, the, the performances were slipping a little bit. Mm. I think we got. We got by on um, energy, unbelievable organisation, but I think most of it, we were riding the crest of a wave. And when things are going well for you, you get that bit of luck, don't you? And I think we, the performances were just tapering off mm. at that point. So I don't think we were amazing in that match. Um, I watched the highlights back, actually, not so long ago, that game. So I was going through the, that season, I was looking for something, I come across it. They, a draw would probably be a fair result, realistically, in that game. But we were getting the rub of the green... Whereas the season after, there were sort of games were going against us. Probably because those five margins with something as simple as Jack O'Connell not being there or, mm. you know, Moose not being on fire like he was at that point. Yeah, McBurney scored the goal with a hilariously terrible finish in that game. Mm. Unbelievable. Um, I remember uh, Jamie Carragher uh, on thingies, because I think the camera cuts away. To like a replay, what's just happened? I think McBurney's just missed a sitter header actually, and then he just goes, "Oh no!" He <laughs> <laughs> comes back and McBurney just about to tap it in. Fantastic. Maybe I'll go back and watch those highlights again because I, I literally just skipped to the bit of the uh, Shore and V video yeah. where they where it got disallowed. Um, right, mate. Well, that's West Ham on Sunday, and we're going to do a, a quick 
news roundup before the weekend. Because mm. there's not been masses of significant news with United in the last 10 days or so, but there has been like lots of small bits of news, I suppose. Mm. So mm. what I have done is I have uh, found online like a roulette wheel um, that I'm going to spin and we're going to hit each one of these pieces of news uh, and just talk about them for a few seconds, I suppose. And I'll, yeah. spin, I'll spin the wheel and we'll uh, we'll choose which one we're going to talk about. Okay, so there's uh, there's about 15 items on here. Some of them we may only talk about for a few seconds, but I think they're all they're all worth a little mention. Um, you won't hear this, but I believe the listeners will. So here I go. I'm going to spin the wheel. Uh, it will spin for a few seconds and then land on an item. Here we go. And the first one is... A thriller, mate. Sai Sashdev has gone on loan to <laughs> Oldham. The biggest. We start with the big news. The big news. Now, it's about, we, we do need him to get out because he's never had a loan spell. I think um, a lot of people in the comments were saying he should have gone higher. I, I don't. I don't. I've not seen him enough. I don't think anyone has to be honest. And it's, you know, I think um, it, we need to see how he gets on. It's going to be a massive um, step up for him in terms of physicality. You'd have thought. So I think that'll be really interesting. But it's good that he's going to a club with real expectations. I know it's really low down, but I do think it's good that he's gone to a, probably the biggest club, I would say, in the National League, there in Chesterfield, probably. Yeah, so, awesome. you know, there's gonna, they're gonna, he's going to be behind a fairly decent fan base and one that's going to be expecting a lot as well. So it'll be interesting how he handles that. Yeah, where are they in the National League? Uh, I don't think they're doing amazingly well. but six. Uh, six, yeah. So I think Chesterfield's running away with it, but... I think this might be good for him because, like I say, they're a team who shouldn't realistically, or a club shouldn't really be in the National League. Um, I mean, they were Premier League founding members with us, I think, weren't they? <laughs> Unbelievable fall. Um, so, you know, they'll be going for promotion. And I think it's good. You know, we'll see see how he gets on. Yeah, he's uh, obviously an England youth international at right back. I, I guess we do this sometimes with National League loans, don't we? Because it, it doesn't... Um... It's kind of not. I think I've got this right. It's not sort of subject to the same sort of transfer deadline rules as um, mm-hmm. like league loans. So we do it sometimes yeah. where someone's gone on loan to national league, and we can recall them at short notice, and they can still play for us. So there may still be a point where <clears throat> I don't know. Hopefully this doesn't happen, but say Bogle and Baldock are both injured, for example, and mm-hmm. uh, we need we need a right wing back back in the building. He may come back and get into our first team. But yeah, I think it's. Um, I get, I get that you, you know, I, I get that maybe some people think it's too, too good for the national league or whatever. But it's, it's good for him to go somewhere where he's actually gonna play regularly. I mean, if he's gonna go to a League One team at this stage, like unless he's a already like a borderline superstar at that level, it's a waste of time. He's just gonna go and yeah. sit on their bench instead of ours, basically, and play in their. Like, I've not seen enough of him to to say people are wrong thinking he should go up, a, you know, another level. But I think we all overrate our new team players to, in the set I know Brooks is coming we'll talk about him later and done really well but it's so difficult to get a start in league games especially halfway through a season where clubs are challenging for, for things like Oldham are and they'll have sort of a settled team you'd have thought and yeah, yeah I think it, it should be a good move for him and you know it's only six months so if he's if he's too good for that level and he looks too good for that level then next season he's either you know coming into our squad or, or he goes out on another loan yeah absolutely uh, okay I'm spinning the wheel again and this one is called Luke Thomas. He gone. We sent him back. Luke, he, 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 he came. Yeah. He played a bit. Uh, we talked about getting rid of him almost immediately, and now he has gone back. Which means 
we have a loan spot freed up again, yeah. a domestic one that is one of two. The other one being McAtee, of course. Um, yeah, this I, I don't know what. A, I, I I sort of meant to go back and listen to what we said at the time when he signed, but it felt like I'm sure we must have said this is emergency cover. But did we really need to use one of the two domestic loan spots, which is a yeah. very valuable asset when you haven't got much money, as yeah. we don't on Luke Thomas. Um, and he was exactly as advertised. You know, he was a a mediocre Championship left back, and that's. You know, you, you play that in the Premier League, it's not going to go particularly well. I don't I don't feel any particular, you know, I don't feel really negatively towards Luke Thomas, the player. Like, I'm sure he was trying hard enough. It's just, it, as advertised, he wasn't very good at any point. And, um, yeah, yeah I, at least we've, yeah, at least we're kind of, you know, we're, we're addressing that now, I suppose. At the, at the earliest opportunity, we've freed up that spot for use on something else that hopefully won't be Danny Ward. But like you say, it was a it was a desperation loan at the time. I remember so I think we had a debate. I thought we'd bring in a left wing back on loan. I remember you saying, I don't think we will because he's too precious that loan. You were right I were right and you were right. Well, I, sense, yeah, I assumed know. it would be a foreign loan, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the problem we had is obviously Max Law got injured on bloody sprinklers or whatever he did. Yeah. Osborne got injured uh, against Manchester City. Um, and then we only had LaRucci, who up until that point, I mean, you know, in the pre-season games, he'd not impressed. So it was a desperation loan. In hindsight, you know, I'd, I mean, even not even in hindsight, I think I'd rather play Baldock or Bogle at left wing back, or Truste or Robinson. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Than than Luke Thomas. There were no. It were. I think. It, I think if it's anything like symbolises the pre-season, it's probably this signing more than anything. As, even as much as the Endine Berg sales, because it were just. Everything on the hoof. That's what it feels like. It were yeah. a sort of, you know, oh, we need a left back, right? Uh, who do we know? I better Luke Thomas, right? By him, you know. What I mean, there were no that. That wasn't a long term target. Clearly, that was a. Oh my God, we're running out of left backs. We need to get a left back in. We must have had other loan players lined up that we sacrificed for Luke Thomas, which is just, you know, it's just so, so frustrating. Yeah. And again, nothing against Luke think... Thomas. It's not his fault that he's no, a mediocre no. championship left back who suddenly a Premier League club wanted more than his championship team. But and this yeah. is why for all, for all the stick, you know, that I'd given to the to the Prince and Board and stuff for selling those two players for whatever reason it were, or maybe not invested enough or not invested in the right areas, that, to be fair to him, that loan doesn't come down to him at all. Because I imagine they said, right, you've got two loans, you know, do what you want with them. And the management team at the time, or the scouting or whatever, have chosen to pick Luke, Luke Thomas as one of their two loans. So I think that goes squarely on them, to be fair. Yeah. I uh, I imagine in 10, 20 years' time, we will have pub conversations that like, do you know what? We got promoted to the Premier League and we signed Luke Thomas on loan from the Championship. I, I said actually on a, on a message on Twitter that I think this transfer win as a whole, the, the summer one, will go down in the ages. I don't think it's going to be up there with like Dean and Fjortoff or anything, but I think I can really imagine, you know, going the same way this, this transfer winner as that one in 23-24. Like, do you know what I mean? I think it's going to be like the yardstick that people use as like <laughs> how bad the transfer winner going. It's nearly as bad as that one we sold in Diane Berger. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um... Yeah, it's, it, it won't. I don't think it's going to be financially crippling, for example. But uh, yes, it's not great when. Um, well, there's another player on this on this wheel, which with him and Thomas, that accounts for about I don't know about thirty percent of our summer signings being shipped out at the first available opportunity. So that doesn't speak to a, a good transfer window, does it? Right, spinning the wheel once again, and we got 
Blades under 18s progressing in the FA Youth Cup, which I just want to talk about briefly because uh, it was a game football I went to, Bramall Lane, last week, I think it was, last Wednesday, as in a week ago yeah. last Wednesday. Uh, really enjoyed it. First time I've seen the under 18s, so players like uh, Ryan One, as it was pronounced by the um, uh, stadium announcer, who wasn't Gary Sinclair. Uh, first time I've seen uh, him, for example. Um, yeah, good, uh, pretty good good game with Wimbledon. United won 1-0, so they go through to the next round where they will play. I've got this written down somewhere. They will play Brighton, of course, or uh, <laughs> or Leeds United. Those two are playing in a replay, I think, or maybe it's a, no, it must be their first game. They are playing on... I presume Mon- they'll have stronger under-18s. I imagine they've both got um, academies. I'm assuming uh, so. Category A, should I say. Yeah, uh, those two play on Monday, uh, and all fifth-round ties must be played by Saturday the 10th of February. Uh, and it's a home game as well. So hopefully we're back at Bramall Lane. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I enjoyed seeing some of those young players. Another one who will be mentioned on this um, on this wheel in a second. Jack Waldron, the right wing back, I thought was really good. Not in terms of like get him in the first team or anything, but um, thought he just had a really impressive like up and down performance in terms of go forward and uh, and defending as well. So yeah, well done, well done to the Blades under 18s in the Youth Cups. Spinning the wheel once again. And we have got Basham putting weight on both feet on Instagram yeah. yesterday. I didn't know about this until I listened to Four Blades last night, actually. Um, I didn't realise how uh, far along, if you like, he was. But um, brilliant news. Even if he don't play for us again, I, I want him to carry on playing football. Yeah, it's just a, a quick workout snippet on Instagram that Basham posted. But uh, he was very definitely working out with weight on both feet. So, uh yeah, after mm. <coughs> excuse me, the um, horrendous injury in early October, when it against at Fulham, um, it's good to see that he's he's continuing on that road to recovery. Uh, I, I think was it Dan on Four Blades said he he reckons he'll he'll get a run out for the end of the season. Yeah, he thinks he'll get Maggie on for the last ten minutes. He said, I hope so. Um, I mean, you won't put it, you won't put it past Basham if anyone would you? You know what I mean? Yeah, if he's anyone's like, going to do it. He'll be the fittest him. player arguably ever in our history. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, next up is another youth player, Jevon Beatty, who played in that under-18s game, yeah. signing his first pro contract for the Blades. So just a, a quick bit of news here. Um, never met the man. Never seen him. Never, never seen, seen him play. Him. Yeah, uh, he played in that under-18s game. He is, of course, the son of Craig Beatty, former United yeah, uh, striker in inverted commas. So um, hopefully he has a, <laughs> a better Blades career than his dad did because I thought Craig was terrible. But yeah, um, yeah is this, can you think of any other? Uh, I should have given you some preparation time on this. I can't. I don't think I've ever seen a father. This must be the first father and son that I've seen play for United. Um, oh, it's not because obviously it's Colin Morris and Lee Morris. So yeah, yeah, this are the I've seen personally. in your lifetime. Yeah, it's, and that uh, that must uh, be the last one as well, right? Colin and Lee. Yeah, I would have thought so. I can't think of anyone else anyway. Yeah, if anyone knows, let us know. I can't think of anyone else who, yeah, father and son. No, not top of my head anyway. Yeah, I'm sure someone will remember if not. But um, yeah, signed a, a new deal. Um, his first professional contract. Keep him at the club till 2026. So yeah, he's, uh, if, if he can become the best BT to play for United, then he'll have had a fantastic yeah. career. Um, yeah, we'll have done well, yeah. Yeah, good... Um, <laughs> And and yes, this will fit the theme of a few few other things on here. But uh, youngsters penning new contracts is 
is always good to see, I think, based on um, yeah what happened over the summer with players running out of contract. Yeah. Um, McBurney in Qatar, question mark, is the next item on here. Um, so I, I put this on here because McBurney, I believe, has been in Qatar, again, judging by his Instagram, and he only returned to Sheffield yesterday, which made me quite concerned that he's probably not fit enough to um, be playing football this weekend. But then he has popped up in United's um, mm. training snippet today at Shirecliffe. Yeah. So maybe he's all right. Just sort of wonder why he's, you know, like maybe if the entire first team had been away during this winter break. I don't break. get this because if it, I presume, I'm putting two and two together, I presume he's gone to see the Prince for a, you know, talk about contracts or whatever. I don't know why else. I mean, he could have gone for an holiday in Saudi Arabia, I suppose, but I don't know. I imagine he's sort of, probably get arrested within the first 10 minutes of landing, to be fair to me, Bernie. But um, I think uh, he, yeah, I don't know. You'd have thought he'd have gone last week when we didn't have a game at the weekend. It seems a really bizarre time to go. Yeah, so unless, you know, we've just said to players you can have a holiday, you basically go and chill out for a week, which, I don't know, doesn't seem ideal given the, the club's situation. And, yeah, I don't know. It, it seems it seems a bit odd. But it, at least um, at least if he's in that training video, maybe he will be available to play this weekend because, yeah, he's not played. Did he, he – what did he do? Did he come off the bench against Man City? Do you remember? Oh, uh, I could not tell you. He came on. A, he didn't come against Shillingham, did he? Obviously, so no, I could. I couldn't. No, he, I didn't see that game. So he didn't come off the bench against. Uh, oh. Thing he did. He what? Did he play against Shillingham or not? Was he not in the squad? I, no, he didn't come on against Shillingham either. Yeah, so he's not played any football since uh, Boxing Day, and mm. obviously he came off. Did he start that one? God. Yeah, he started that one, and I think that was his first because he didn't play against Villa either. Um, right. obviously on the Friday who did we play before that with Chelsea he did start against Chelsea Chelsea were his first start I think for a long while yeah, so, um, so I think yeah I think he's played two games in about two months yeah which is uh, yeah, not I, ideal we no we did our contract thing I watched your review yesterday and Johnny and John now both said they'd get rid of McBurney because of his injury record and I Although I keep him purely because of the there's no other senior strikers really on the books at the moment, um, it, it was a proven goal scorer in the championship. I, I do see that point of view because he is never fit. You know, two games in two months, he started this season fantastically well for us, and then just once again the injuries caught up in the same way they did the year before, the year before that, the year before that, and I don't know. I don't know where you draw the line to who deserves a contract and who doesn't when it comes to that, but. I still think he's our best forward. Like I, I would be, he is. You know, if when I was, he's fit. yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, that put me on red alert, seeing that he'd, you know, not been at Shycliffe, I guess, for the last week or whatever. Um, but yeah, there you go. Right, spinning the wheel again. Oh, this is a positive bit of news. Andre Brooks signing a new deal, which uh, yeah was confirmed, I think, last week. Uh, so he is contracted now until 2027. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just like, I, I think this is, he, he deserves this, Brooks, in terms of, mm-hmm. I mean, how many games has he played? Five games? Five games, I think it is, yeah. But he, maybe we, t- we might have talked about this last time a little bit. I think you, I think you made this point, like how, re- how reactionary it is to say he deserves a contract after five games. But mm-hmm. he, he does. Like, he does because yeah, he does because of his age alone. You know, don't, yes. it, it's been a, it's been an unbelievable start from him. You know, he came, it's, it, just in terms of the context of him coming into a terrible team, mm. and he's performed well, and he's performed better than most of the midfielders who's played this season. You know, who are a lot more experienced. 
But it is important that we don't expect that from him week in, week out, I think, at the same time. And I think he might start to struggle a bit because that's what often happens with young young players. And I don't want people all of a sudden to say, he's got his contract, he's not bothered, <laughs> you know what I mean, and stuff like that. Because, you know, he might need to go back to the under-23s in a month or two mm. because that's sort of what happens with young players unless they're, like, really, you know, elite talents. It's not the finished article, but I don't think he could have done really much more given his lack of experience and the appalling team that he came into. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think he's, like, pulled up trees or anything. I don't, I'm not thinking, no, like... Uh, not... Yeah, I'm not thinking Andre Brooks is, like automatically going to be a key player for his next season like i just it's it's he it might well be i hope he is it's it's just kind of mm. too early to say from what we've seen but mm. the fact as you say he's come into a terrible team kind of out of desperation in terms of wilder clearly thought uh, clearly thought correctly this team needs some legs like it needs a spark yeah, yeah. i'm going to go with this athletic young player from our, our youth team He's come into that and he's not looked out of place in terms of he's not looked worse than any of our other players. He's, he's not no. looked like this guy is nowhere near Premier League level. No, no, no. I no, think no. that's a massive credit to him. I think having yeah. that having that as your baseline as a 20-year-old, you know, making your first sort of proper foray into first-team football, I think that's a fantastic baseline. And, yes, yeah, it's great that we we have locked him down for um, for a few more years, you know, to – to know that his the the next steps of his development will be with us. Um, he he was at that under 18s game actually in the crowd, um, which is quite nice to see. And just uh, it just sort of hit me because he was like posing for selfies and stuff with um, with like some young fans at halftime. And I was I was just looking at him thinking like it's pretty cool that he's you know, from his point of view like he's a Premier League footballer now. You know I think I, I think it was just before yeah, si- yeah, yeah, like yeah. news came out that he signed that contract. But yeah, he must be thinking like yeah Premier League footballer that's pretty decent really yeah. isn't it? at twenty you know. Yeah. Uh, of all the, we did the contract thing last week. This was the biggest no-brainer out of a lot of them because mm. he's young. He's a young player. He could go, you know, to to become a, a proper. We don't know yet. To you know, to become a, a bona fide, if you like, Premier League player where he plays there every every season. I think that I don't, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't want to get lost in, in the hype of sort of. I've seen people say, you know, he's worth thirty million and stuff. I don't. <laughs> wow. you know, it's not, yeah, I, I, I don't want that. Seems like I'm playing him down. But what I'm trying to get across is, I don't want people if he, if his performances do start to go a little bit backwards, that just you know realize that that's normal for pe- yeah. for players his age in this league in a terrible side. I would be expect. I think the next step for him would be to. Be a, I don't know, a 10, 10 to 12 game a season player for us next season. I think that'd be a massive uh, thing for him. That sounds like it, like I said, like I say, I'm playing him down, but I think if he can contribute to 12, you know, almost like John Fleck did um, in the first season under Eckingbottom, where he, what, he were in and out, he maneuvered around and stuff. Just someone that we can put in and say, we know what he's going to give us. And then build from that. I just yeah. think that I don't expect him to be, I think we will improve in that area next season, or at least try to improve. So I don't expect him to start, be a starter next season. Same as you, I hope he is, because it'll have meant he's ended this season even better than he's he started it. But, you know, I can't ask for any more than, than when he's from what he's done from when he's come in. Like you say, he's not sort of being, oh, my God, where's this guy been? In the same way that NGI was. Hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, well, yeah, you know, I, I don't know what I could not ask for any more than, than you've given us. Yeah. Young, uh, young, homegrown player who was out of contract in the summer is no longer out of contract for the next yep. three and a half years. So, yeah, brilliant news. Right, let's spin the wheel once again. Right. Uh, no further incoming transfers is what this has ah. landed on. <coughs> and 
I, I put this on here and then we heard um, Wilder has said in his sort of press conference this afternoon that was he's further along or the club are further along with a couple of other transfers and they were hoping to have them done before this weekend, but that's obviously not taken place. Now, I put this on here because I just want to have a very quick... I guess discussion about maybe no discussion. Just can just... I just bring something up? Because I'm on Twitter as we were talking, and yeah. I don't know if you've seen this. Um, big news, well, the big news, the big rumor at the moment: Atletico Madrid goalkeeper Ivo Gribic, is it? He's close to joining Sheffield United on the permanent deal, which has come from abroad, which were uh, a transfer a sp- journalist from abroad with thirteen and a half thousand followers. So. Okay, well, I've just seen it now. Yes, an aspiring journalist. Well, uh... oh, you're right. It does say inspiring, but it's got thirty. Not look, look, you know, David Taylor from Den Blaze follows him, and you know he knows a thing or two about journalism. <laughs> <laughs> right, but now I think, uh, yeah. So maybe that I don't know. That's just another one that's been thrown in there. Yeah. Well, I wanted to, yeah, just mention this in terms of like, you know, we've had two weeks without a league game. You know, we are nineteen days into February now, so uh, January rather. Uh, so I guess we've got like another ten days um, until the until the deadline. But I, are, we, are we doing this or not? You know, like <laughs> I, I just I don't. I'm trying to find the right words for this. Like either we're going all in on the improve the squad in the short term, like you lose, use this window to make us competitive for the rest of the season, or we're like just not bothering. And in which case, why have we signed Brereton Diaz on loan? Like why have we? Spent money and minutes on that. You know, that's. <clears throat> I hope he's successful for us. But, like, what, what's the ceiling on Burton Diaz being successful this season? Like, three goals? Three goals. Yeah, I mean, I suppose if he keeps us up and he scores three goals, there'll be three unbelievably important goals. Yeah. But it's, it's highly unlikely. Um, I do know. Yeah, I mean, look, there's this argument in there that why bother buying players or anything because. Again, Chauvry ran about last night. You know, what's the point of Berenson Diaz when he's not on a loan to a permanent? If you're on a loan to a permanent, then that would make miles more sense. I don't know. I mean, I, I, if we've got any money or anything, I, I wanted, I'd like to start buying permanent players rather than people on loan. I, I know we've got another domestic loan now. And we may as well use that. I, th- I think that's you know that that may as well be used. But we should have really. I know it doesn't work like this, and it's really it's a really really slow market at the moment. Um, not many teams have signed anybody. But we're in absolute desperate need of players if we genuinely believe that we can stay up. And we've lost two weeks there with, and we're going to go into the West Ham game, arguably weaker than the squad that, you know, played against Gillingham because as bad as he is, we've lost Luke Thomas. We've also lost LaRouche, Slomane to the African Nations and Traore as well. So we're actually going into this in a, in a weaker position in terms of uh, clientele at least. Yeah, clientele, very nice. Yeah, I don't know what word I'm a bit tired today, but it's coming out with all sorts. Um, so, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. It feels like we're, as usual, just sort of almost going week to week on what our, what our plan is, I suppose, rather than having a longer term strategy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure we'll, uh, I'm sure we will bring in more players before the end of the deadline because that's obviously what Wilder's, what Wilder's saying there. But yeah, that's another home game gone, another, you know, not winnable home game, but not a, not an immediate write off of a home game. And then there's what only maybe eight or nine home games left after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, just frustrates me a little bit, I guess. Like, do, just do one or the other. You know, like if we're signing players, get them in as quickly as possible, or just don't bother. Like, just get them in the summer when they presumably be um, 
a bit cheaper, for example, than mm. the inflated January window. Okay, yeah. let's give it another spin. And this one is more points deductions for Forrest and Everton. So we'll just touch on this quickly because I don't think it's that relevant to us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <coughs> our friends at Forrest and uh, everyone's favourite club, Everton, um, have been g- g- given are going to get more points deductions, apparently. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't think it affects us in the slightest unless they deduct like 50 points or something. No, maybe yeah, 30, if you want to hear something different... If you want to hear my unbelievably negative opinion, <laughs> um, I almost don't want them to get points knocked off because whilst that might make it interesting for us for a couple of weeks, you know, we could we could beat West Ham, for instance, then the day after Forest get 10 points knocked off and we're, uh, all of a sudden we're above Forest, you know what I mean, in the table. And it's like, oh, we're going to... I just think it's going to look so embarrassing at the end of the season when we're rock bottom and, you know, two teams of, you know, 10 points above us, even though they've had 10 points knocked off or whatever. You could also make the case that it's bad for us in the long term if um, two clubs come down with us that probably shouldn't have come down in terms I of, did the, think this as well. yeah. in terms of people, the talent level of the players. Yeah. I mean, yeah. people might say, well, they're in a right state, uh, so, they, you know, they'll have to sell... I don't think it really matters. I think their reserve team is absolutely stormed. Did you look at Leicester this season? You know, they're on course to get hundred points or whatever it is. Um, you know, we know the gap is massive in the Premier League to the bot, even the bottom three. I saw, you know, on someone posted on United format. about Wednesday fan was saying they thought this Southampton team obviously they lost four 0 at the weekend. They'd, they'd be top ten in the Premier League. It's like they wouldn't. They'd be bottom three. Yeah, not yeah. maybe not with us here, but you know what I mean. But, mm. You know, if take us out and put those three in, because the gap between the bottom three. And the championship is massive. The gap between the championship and 14th and 15th is absolutely ludicrous. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I think if you if you take if you get Forest down and Everton down, next season all of a sudden becomes so much more tougher than if it's us Burnley and Luton. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, let's see what is next. And we've got. Harry Boys is back. Harry Boys is gone. <laughs> Just a quick one to tick off. Um, <clears throat> we recalled Harry Boys, the left wing back from Wickham. Was that where it was? Yeah, Wickham. Yeah, yeah. I did a view from thinking he was coming back for the first team. I thought with Thomas going, we might want to have a look at him. So I thought, I'll get a view from, long view from on him. And um, literally posted it. And 40 seconds later, it <laughs> rocked up at Fleetwood. So, yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> it was hilarious on my timeline. Just seeing those two <laughs> tweets next to each other. Um, yeah, he's, he's gone back out on loan to uh, Fleetwood in League One, I assume. Yeah, Fleetwood, yeah. bottom of League One. Their fans are really surprised about this, Wickham, because they were saying, obviously, Wickham are better than Fleetwood. Mm. Um, and he has been playing for them recently. He's not always been in the team, but of late, he has played when he's been fit mm. more often. Um, and they, and it, by all accounts, he was you know, slowly getting better and better. So they're really confused to why he's, you know, the only thing they could think of is Fleetwood's Closer, but it's not. You know, it's still quite a way away, isn't it? Yes, Fleetwood, it's not, like. not really. I mean, yeah. yeah I, I mean, uh, what? Where is it? Like two hours? Yeah, at least it's. Yeah, I think. I'm yeah. Sure. So I mean, probably even longer than that. So I, I, I think I don't know why he's gone there. Whether we just didn't like, maybe we didn't like the manager at Wickham or the way we were being played. I, I don't know what we're happening. But I think another. The only other thing I think of is that apparently this manager sometimes likes to play four at the back. And they see boys more of a wing back than a you know an out and out left back. So maybe we thought the same, and maybe Fleet would play with three at the bye. But it is quite a surprising move to take him from a team doing all right 
to a team, you know, bottom of the league or pretty much bottom of the league. Yeah, he's uh, he's following a bit of a sort of Norton Davis light sort of route, isn't he? Mm. He's, he's 22 already, so he's uh, you know age wise is, is quite similar to Norton Davis, isn't he? Um, yeah, but yeah, he's he's up to like yeah he's played over a hundred games now in his career. Um, but none of them for Sheffield United. Like, as in, he's played 100 games of football. It's a lot. While being a Sheffield United player, um, mm. none of them for us. Um, I think this is the thing what I've said before about, you know, the, the, the youth in the under-23s. Most of them won't make it in professional football. The fact that Harry Boyd has already played this amount of games is an absolutely incredible achievement. You know, yeah, let's yeah. not... So many players... All, we might have been more talented than Harry Boys who, who've come through our year. Never got near... You know, league football. I mean, I played one or two games or something like that. It does look like at least this is a guy that we'll probably be able to get a bit of a fee for, even if we don't consider him good enough for ourselves. And that's that's one of the things with the academy. You know what I mean? That that's one of the, the not everyone has to come into your team. You know, we, if you make a bit of money on players, that's also done a job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I had a feeling his contract. Uh... Oh, hang on. No, he signed a new. Yeah, he signed a new one, didn't he? Yeah. So I think he's under contract. So. Unless he pulls up any trees, next maybe year. next season Fleetwood buy. Maybe that's another thing. Maybe Fleetwood, I said, will take one a permanent at the end of the season. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, yes, you're right. He signed a new deal in 2022. So, yeah, mm. a, a three-year deal. So, it runs till uh, next summer. Uh, mm. Okay, not many items left on here now. Uh, this one is Benny Traore. He's gone as well. So, we mentioned him last time. So, we don't need to touch on this too much. But got sent I'll- off. I wanted to put this on here because he got a straight red <laughs> on his debut. He came yeah. off the better. The, well, no, not on his debut. His league debut, I think. Yeah. It, um, got an assist, though. He did That's get an not, assist. Yeah, and, it's not uh, all bad. And then got sent off for a, uh, a, li- a little bit unfortunate, but it's still... I don't think he's nasty. He's yeah, like, not he's nasty, but still a, still a red card, I think. Yeah, it's a clumsy <laughs> challenge rather than yeah. a nasty one. Could um, do with this guy getting a few goals before the end of the season. Well, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's not good for us that he's now not going to be able to play in however many games for a, yeah. a month. Because, uh, yeah. yeah, there's only half a season left and he's about to miss, like, I don't know, 15% of it or something because mm. he's suspended. And that's not going to do his chances of sort of cracking their first team any good either. So, mm. yeah, if we were hoping to... Well, I don't yeah. know what we were hoping for this loan, whether we're hoping it's like a, uh, you know, recoup some money from by selling him at the end of it or, you know, just boosting his mm. value or having him develop and be a player for his next season. Uh, that's not an ideal start for, uh, no. for Benny Traore, another of our masterful summer signings, it turns out. Okay, uh, let's go. Let's see what's next. Uh, quick one here. Good bit of news. £15 tickets for Brighton in the FA Cup. Well done, Blades, and well done, Brighton. That's... that's that's the kind of price you want to see for this yes. minute. I'm uh, looking forward to it. I listened to Four Blades yesterday, and they, I think, oh, I don't remember which one. It might have only been third. No, it weren't Phil. Can't remember. It might be Ian, the only one who's got it anyway. Who bought who's bought a ticket so far for the Brighton game? I'm quite up for this because it's I'm very much looking. It's to something it. to be sort of excited about. You win the game, you're in the fifth round. You could draw a, I don't know. I mean, there's not that many sort of lower league teams left, but you could get, I don't know, Norwich at home, then you're in the quarterfinals or whatever if you eat that. So, yeah, I'm up for this one. I think I'm hoping Brighton don't play the, the full-strength team. And I think, you know, it's, it's John's right on four plays that it's a boring draw, but it is vanilla. winnable. Vanilla is the word, it's a bit, which, which I think right is perfect, term, yeah. yeah. Unbelievably vanilla draw. But it's... Um, it's it, I do think it is winnable. I'm not saying, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be... 
they're going in as favourites, but it is winnable. It's not like we're playing Liverpool or Manchester City at home or anything like that. Yeah, we've got a chance. I mean, having started this podcast moaning about how there's not enough home games, 15, 15 <sighs> quid for a Saturday 3 o'clock kickoff against another Premier League team. Sign we've got three in a row now. The moment we've got West Ham, Brighton, and Villa. Oh, is that what it is? Fair enough. Yeah. Villa's R5, so, you know, Elvino will flow, I'm sure, from <laughs> that one. So. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm assuming that's a mutual decision by United and Brighton yeah, to really charge £15. Yeah. And uh, good for them, for both of them, because, uh, yeah, that is good competitive. Well, it's not even competitive. It's just cheap. It's just bloody cheap, isn't it, to be honest? That's what it should be every week, yeah. 15. They don't need money. Everyone always tells me, and it's right, it doesn't matter how many attendances fans, uh, clubs get because the money that they make doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. Well, make them £15 then, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Tickets if they don't mean anything. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it's a tenner for Sheffield FC, right? right. Yeah, yeah, it's a tenner for Sheffield FC. It's the last there time I went, like, nah, come on, lads, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, five is plenty, don't rhyme, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we can we can workshop that one a little bit. Yeah. Okay, uh, just four items left, I think. Here we go. This one is uh, Anel out the door. Well, that, difficult this, because I think I've not heard Wilder's interview today. I've only read the quotes so far. I'll listen to it after this. But he's basically said, you know, they're going to have to up the bid or something like that. You know, Napoli says we're not in a, you know, we're not in a position where we're desperate to sell. I'm not really going to go on about this just yet because I don't know what's happening. I could sit here and say it's another asset gone and blah, 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 but it hasn't happened yet. And I don't yeah. know, if we get 20 million for him, yes, please, I will take that. Do you know what I mean? I don't think we will, but if that happens, I don't want to be. I don't want to look like an idiot and say, why are we selling him, blah, blah, blah. And then we say, oh, you, you've got £65 million pounds for him. Like, do you know what I mean? So uh, we'll see, see what happens. Yeah, I guess we'll save that discussion. Uh, I, I wanted it to be on here as like, Mm. This, this well, at the, you know, by the time I wrote it on here, this, there was clearly no um, no smoke without fire, and then obviously Wilder mm. has you know acknowledged that there has been. Uh, He's also said, I don't, it's not on your list about Ryan Ken." He said that's nonsense. <coughs> aren't yeah, which is good because no, thank you. Like <laughs> that would just yeah. be a, another weird side. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I was looking at it, and someone was like I saw someone say, "Oh, it's brilliant," you know, a, a fast winger and stuff like that, but. He's done nothing really, has he? I know he's done stuff in Scotland, but that's what the equivalent of a bit better than the Swedish league or whatever. I don't know. I'm probably being harsh there, but uh, yeah. But, no offense um, to the Scottish fans listening, but <laughs> yeah. So there may be nothing that actually happens with this Armadodzic stuff, but um, yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of rumours in these last couple of weeks, particularly, uh, and then acknowledged by Wilder today. So. Yeah, watch this space. I imagine I imagine we'll hear more about it over the next uh, 12 days or whatever it is until the deadline. Uh, okay, two, one, three, three things left, sorry. And United women, so close against Spurs in the Women's FA Cup this weekend. Oh, they go 2-0 up at the WSL side Spurs and then fall to a 3-2 defeat. Conceding the winning goal with basically the last kick of the game, uh, much like the men's team did earlier this season. So holding on to Leeds against uh, Spurs away this season is clearly not a good thing for <laughs> Sheffield United. But yeah, this this is I like I can't stress how incredible an effort this was. Like every WSL side that was playing a non WSL side got through, and I think the aggregate score was like twenty seven to three or something like that. So United were the only ones that actually came close to 
pulling off a massive upset. And well, yeah. I remember you saying, I mean, you know more about the women's game than I do, uh, United. But remember you saying, you know, we're probably going to get a bit of a batter in here, you know. Mm. So when I looked at it with two and zero, like Ben's an idiot. He doesn't know what yeah. <laughs> But then, um, what? As soon as he got back to two two, I think it was pretty inevitable what was going to happen, weren't it? So you're trying to hold on for pens or whatever, but you know. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's that's the thing. There's no replays in the women's FA Cup. It would have gone straight. It would have gone to extra time. So yeah, that night, been... I think ninety-six minute goal that they conceded, they probably would have lost in extra time anyway. I think just just from the way the game was going at that yeah, point. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the quality of players that Spurs had like got on the pitch and were bringing off the bench and stuff. Um, yeah, it was it was a massive ass. But yeah, they they almost they almost played the perfect cup game. I think in terms of an uh, like a. An away game, they got a goal from a set piece. They kept like pressing Spurs hard out of possession to like try and win yeah. it back and counter attack. Scored a really good counter attack goal themselves, and then yeah, if, if only they could have. I think if they could have just held on at two one a bit longer, um, like later into the game, they might have. They might have yeah finished the job, but wasn't to be. But um, yeah, amazing right, uh, effort by them. Okay, yeah. two left, and another youth player. Antoine Hackford has signed a new deal, mm-hmm. which is, again, nice to see. It's only a two-year deal, or two-and-a-half-year deal, I should say. Yeah, so, I did not. Um, I noted this. Yeah, I think it's his last... No, it's a last chance as if he's done something wrong, but yeah. I think it's uh, his last... You know, he's, got, he's going to have to show something, whether he goes out alone or whatever, in these next this next season, I think, coming up, um, to, you know, get another contract at the end of that. It's really harsh on him because, obviously, we're the next in line. You know, we're ahead of Asula and Jebison. Um, four years ago, were it? whatever yeah, it was when he made his really debut. Injury, the next yeah. Really bad injury. And then he's come back and he's scoring loads of goals in the 23s. Another one. Needs a long move. To, I don't know what it's like. I don't think you can ever tell what anyone's like until they start playing league football or, or national league football, at least. Yeah, he's, he's, he is well behind those two in his development now. It can't have been four years ago, it'd be 15. How old was he when he made his. Uh, when he came on at Palace? Can you remember? Five. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you were about 16, 17. Yeah. One of the youngest he players. Was... That- Playing for us, yeah. He was sixteen, yeah, that's right. Um, Did he break the, the the famous Stephen Hall's record there? Can you remember that that we're going for ages? No, uh, I think it were under Bassett, who were our youngest ever player for about thirty years. Oh right, uh, he might have broke that. I'm not sure. Don't he was the youngest Premier League ever Premier Sheffield United's youngest ever Premier League yeah. player. Um, and I then Jefferson thought... was the youngest ever Premier League goal scorer, weren't I? Mm, there's more caveats to that. I think it's like. Youngest ever Premier League goal scorer on their full debut or something. All oh, right, right, fair, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah um, fair. Wasn't Lewis Reed our youngest player, by the way? Oh yeah, probably would have been actually, yeah, because he was about sixteen, weren't they? I yeah. had big, big, big. I want to say I had big things planned for him. I had big hopes for him, <laughs> uh, Louis Reed, and yeah. But then yeah. you know, whoever I don't know who it was, I presume it part. I think I mentioned this before. When I used to do the view from Lone View Froms, and he'd always get criticised uh, when they were on loan at Chesterfield, oh, and someone every every single time had come up and say, "These views are not reflective of <laughs> the fans of Chelsea." Well, all right, mate. Every single time, so forget about him. <laughs> but Hackford, yes, um, he's 19 now. Uh, as you say, he's he's not played any league football yet. He had a a loan spell at Alfreton in 21-22. Uh, so um, yeah, I think this is. I know what you're saying with like last chance for him. It's, it is like now is the sort of prove it time of your career in it um, for him, you know. And we've we've given him the chance to do that with us by giving him a, a two and a half year deal. But yeah, 
hopefully he goes out on loan. Yeah, it must be fit. He's been banging him in for under 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd scoring. love him to get a loan in this window for a league club. I just, I'm sure we're trying, you know, because there's no point of him. He's sort of completed the reserves and the under 23s, <laughs> if you know what I mean. And the same way as a Sula. Um, so it'd be, yeah, get him out on loan. See, let's see what he's like. Yeah, but good to tie him down again. A bit like I said with um, Brooks, but obviously Brooks has cracked the first team at this point. Um, yeah, it's good to know that he's, you know, whatever this next stage of development for him looks like, mm. it will happen on our books. So, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, very happy with that. One thing left, I'm going to spin it anyway, just because uh, I like the noise. Even though. <laughs> this is quite, um, I, I promise I haven't rigged this, but it is quite a good one to have last. Um, and that is Robert Snodgrass has retired. Good riddance. Don't <laughs> get that from Radio Sheffield from that Wednesday fan. <laughs> Was it a Wednesday fan that said that? It was Amazing. a Wednesday fan that, yeah, because I think he did very... I think he was just a disliked man in Sheffield. I yeah. think they, uh, they lost... I want to say they got they lost at home to Villa or whatever when and he did some certain... I mean, he did actually. Other than the celebration when he scored with the disallow goal, um, he, I don't think he ever did that much wrong to us other than just score every single... Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's, I'm, I'm sure he's a nice person. <laughs> It's just like I'm so when I saw this thing yesterday that his his tweet saying he'd retired, I was like, Oh, get in. Like it, it genuinely <laughs> was like the best bit of football he's news. Good. You are sorry. Just because he's good. Yes, because he always bloody scores against us and or plays an absolute blinding. Because I was I think what I, I I've been thinking about him this is so sad. I've been thinking about him earlier in the week because of West Ham's injury crisis yeah. and I was like, Oh no, is he still on their books? Snog yeah. surely he's not because he's not he's not well, as old as I thought Can it was only 36. Because uh, I've once in my mind straight away the worst Snodgrass goal against us, the worst gut punch. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's the. Didn't he set up? Was he playing for. No, I can't think which one it was now. Sorry, no, I'm, I'm thinking of a. I'm thinking of a different team, I think. But no, go on, enlighten me. Which one would you go? The Villa one at home when we lost 1 0 under Wilder. Oh, yeah, that was. Uh, champion, and we were, we were all over him. I think Leon Clark missed about four sitters, and yeah, we were absolutely all over him. And then he just did his famous curling one in from the edge of the area, and I was like, "Oh, how dare you do that to me?" It was. <laughs> it was also the fact he just looked incredible every time yeah. he played against us. Yeah, I think yeah. he did it in the Premier League um, uh, for West Ham. Or, uh, he didn't score in that game. It might have been the one-all draw. He scored away, didn't he? Yeah, I think he scored at their ground. Yeah. Oh, did he? Uh, yes, he did. You're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And he was just like, and he just played like, oh, I don't know. Like he came on as a LA sub uh, in the home game, what we were talking about with a disallowed goal. And he were unbelievable putting crosses in like, like what, why is he David Beckham? Like, you know yeah. what I, mean? just, I remember the crosses he were putting in thinking, what, why is this man not playing for like Real Madrid? Like, what's going on? I, I don't believe this, but it says here on Transfer Market that he only scored two goals against us. And I'm, I refuse to believe that that is accurate. Um, Left and all off. Left and yeah, he did also yeah. get two two assists in those games. I, I'm not having that. Um, that's that's yeah. not been recorded accurately. It was, but yeah, it was more just the fact he played incredibly every time he played against us. So mm. um, yeah, I was having a panic that he might still be on West Brom's books. I was thinking we might play them next season. Yeah. So yeah, we're going happy... to need a new one now. We're going to need a new person to um, to to be scared of um, yeah. coming up against us next season. I've not looked at the squads, but. Happy sure retirement, happy yeah. retirement, Robert. Stay retired because he was just on Luton's books like last year. 
And, you know, they, they've kind of brought Andros Townsend out of retirement this season and mm. Ross Barkley to a lesser extent. So, I mean, let's not rule it out if we go down with Luton and, you know, they, they decide actually we can yeah. use Robert Snodgrass's uh, impressive free kick technique <laughs> next season and beckon yeah. him out of retirement. <laughs> I've just, just conjured a nightmare situation. For um, yeah. yeah. All right, mate, there we go. Um, I've, I've managed to labour my way through that. Apologies for filling people's ears with... Um, with off mic coughing sounds and sounds, I hope um, I hope it wasn't picked up too much. Um, okay, we we will wrap up there. Uh, what have you got to plug, mate? Um, what have I got to plug? I've just done the West Ham view from where then, as I said, they're not confident whatsoever, which is always a worry. Um, they've not been playing that well, I don't think. Even though, but the sixth, I mean, to be fair, one of them says I didn't include it in the the view from. One of them said it's incredible that we're sixth, and I don't think we've played well more than like three or four times this season. And it sort of stacks up with what you were talking about, Brighton last week, where they've only won eight matches. Did you say? Yeah. And the seventh or something. I don't think outside that top four or five, even even that, Man United aren't good this season. It's not a vintage. Premier League, I don't think, this season. But, yeah, so that's it, RoysViewFrom.com. Um, and we've got the Maidley episode out, which is the listeners' feedback. Mm. Um, so we went through everyone's uh, feedback uh, for those 12 days of Maidley episodes and ruined Berlin Blades' relationship, unfortunately. If you want to know what I'm on about, just go on his Twitter handle. Yeah, the Maidley <laughs> curse strikes again. I can only apologise, not to issue a statement, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, nobody died this time, at least. You know, well, so... yeah, if people don't know, every time we mention someone on the uh, Living with Mainly podcast, they seem to die <laughs> about two weeks after. Yeah. Um, so Berlin Blade's still with us, but his relationship no longer is after we mention that. So. <laughs> well, I, th- I think his, his former partner is still with us as well, isn't she? Like, yeah, well, yeah, know. yeah, as it stands. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Um... What have I been up to? Uh, the new Women of Steel uh, edition was out yesterday, um, and I just got around to writing it. So if you want the detailed story of um, United's really entertaining game with Spurs in the FA Cup from last weekend, then that is womenofsteel.substack.com. I've not read your, uh, go on, calendar thing. Told you oh, I yeah. work. I kept reading it at work, starting to read it. Then a manager would go, oh, can you do that? Okay. I'm like, I'm trying to bloody read this. Forget work. You know, this is... Talking about a calendar, a Sheffield United calendar. Um, so I've still not read that, but I'm off this weekend, so I will get round to reading that this weekend. Yeah, that is on the pinch. So the pinch. Uk um, is something I wrote about. Uh, yeah, the Sheffield United 2024 uh, official club calendar um, with some mm. memories of calendars from the past and some far too many thoughts on this year's calendar. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope I hope you enjoy it when you read it. Um, thanks for the yeah. feedback I've had on that one. It was kind of a stupid thing to write but i just i don't know i think i just went a bit a bit mental over christmas like just stir crazy i think and it's just like i'm just gonna do this it popped into my head as a thing to do and i was able to rattle it out quite quickly so yeah that is on the pinch um and that's that's enough plugging i think for this week hopefully i'm fully fit and healthy uh by the next time we record so i don't have to keep yeah turning my microphone off or <laughs> leaning away to to cough into thin air instead and um yeah, I'm look. I'm looking forward to Sunday, mate. It's been so blooming long since home yeah. games. Got to, it has. It really has. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll uh, I'll see you there, bright and early. I think it's uh, eleven o'clock. I think the pub opens, doesn't it? Yeah, I'll be there about half eleven. Um, I would have thought. Um, so I'm gonna say, come say hello. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Too busy drinking. <laughs> nice one, mate. Well, thanks very much for your time, and uh, yeah, I'll see you then.
Yeah, I'll see you later, mate. Thanks a lot.